Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just wanted to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh, I know that podcast. I just wanted to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello, and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Bishan Kumar. And I'm Sunny Gruel. Oh, is that who you are? <gasps> I beg your pardon. I didn't, I was like, who is this person who turns up to every record and <laughs> like, kind of sits next to me and their voice And then we switched out seats. And then we switched out. We have, so uh, listeners, yeah. today, it's revolutionary, isn't it? For the first time ever. I know, in the I'm being history versatile. Of t- <laughs> <laughs> There's, and that, so a double first. <laughs> Double, oh. so double first. We've for the first time we've actually switched positions, which has like never happened in the that history revolution of TPIM. It's like you know in um, America's Next Top Model when there was like something, and she'd be like, "For the first time in America's Next Top Model history, the, you yeah, know, the man." The, the, <laughs> no, they were like the pictures were printed on Kodak printed paper <laughs> oh instead God. of like A4 in the copier. It was definitely A4 paper, wasn't it? It was not a proper photo. Do you remember when she threw that paper at the contestant? Was it just flapped in the air? <laughs> it probably went back to her, exactly. like frisbee. Then we knew that it wasn't like proper paper, honestly. Oh, so yes, world first. So how very exciting, everybody. Well, as usual, so I hope you've got all your water topped up and everything, because yes. um, what have we got? Another exciting episode. This is one, I think it's going to be one of my favourites. I can tell it already. And we say that after the start of every episode. <laughs> we're always excited to talk about what we're going to talk about. That's the only reason we pick our topics. Exactly. So this is no exception today. So what we're doing today, um, so I'm going to open up the secret diary of his own oh, yes. one hope. So should we do that? They get yeah. the tab open. Exactly. So your acrylic's tapping away on that yeah. screen there. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh no. Oh no. Something's gone wrong. Sunny's broken the diary. Oh, oh no. She's, 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 she's back. okay. She's, she's okay. Thank We've God. rebooted her. So I thought what we could do today is um, we are going to talk about, so reality TV shows, yes. which we absolutely adore. We covered one of season ten, one, you know, didn't we? I mean, within the first minute we mentioned America's Next Top Model. That's I mean, how into reality TV we are. Yes. So before we dive into today's topic, I thought we could revisit some of the shows that we discussed in our reality TV palooza. So in season one, we did a reality TV palooza where we discussed three of our favourite shows. Oh my goodness. Iconic shows. And what were the shows, Sunny? They were Real Housewives of Atlanta, Below Deck, and... Selling Sunset! <laughs> it's written right in front of you, for goodness sake. I'm under, it's under pressure, it's a lot to remember. With the real Sunny Gruel, please stand up. Oh please, stand up. please stand up. Please stand up. I don't know who you are. Do you see why I was right to verify your identity? <laughs> should have got You're a text more code. than my bank. I know. God. It's like a Google device. I should have sent, sent you a little text yeah. code or something. Yes, so those were the three shows. So um, let's start with Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, yes. So thank you, first of all, for recommending this. OG show for me to watch and you told me um, that season 3 and 4 are some of the greatest reality TV shows ever made and I was like girl you need to stop with the hyperbole and you went wrong (laughs) I I have been I remember when I first told you about the show and we covered it on the first season Mm -hmm. this is some of the best this is the best franchise of Real Housewives definitely I think it's got some of the best episodes but these seasons, the the South Africa trip, which oh I know you're gonna go. God, oh, oh my goodness, that I have seen that so many times, and I remember when that actually aired at the time, thinking this is just ludicrous. I feel like you need to set the scene for this season because you've seen it more recently than I. Because yes. I know it recently aired on Netflix. Yes. So what Netflix are doing is they're taking two, they're giving us two seasons, and they take them away oh. and give you the next two seasons. So seasons one or two are off now, but season three. I remember. Do, do you know? Do you remember when you te- normally I'm telling you what to watch? Yes. 
And you actually texted me to say, look, Real Housewives is on Netflix now. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I thought you'd been hacked. Because remember, I said, <laughs> this is not real. I know, exactly. It's all about verification today. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so season three. So that's the time um, when, with the cast, especially, uh, before Nini became a superstar. Oh. So you can see in season three that she's about to go on yes. uh, Celebrity Apprentice. And also, the, the in general, the ladies are much more recognised because yeah. seasons one and two have aired. People know who they are. There's even in the moments in the show as well where people say, oh, you know, I think Kim and Sheree are having a walk or something like that along the street and people are honking at them because they know yes, who they are. Yes, yes, you're right. So there's all, and then also they also talk about Twitter a lot and Twitter was the big thing at that time. I was just going to say the same, yeah. So, you know, there wasn't Instagram yet, but um, so there's a lot of, it's it, they're on the turn and what's interesting is if you watch season three and then you go to season four, so Nini's then been on Celebrity Apprentice. She mentions that awful man quite a few times and how she's oh, taken his influence. Goodness sake. But also her ego he shall is, not be named. He, exactly, Voldemort. And uh, her ego is massively inflated oh my gosh it's, it's genius isn't it it's so I mean like first episode kicks of season 4 kicks off with her and Sheree having a massive <gasps> Barney about and then like you know in the reunion they talk about how um, if Nini recommended Sheree to the producer <laughs> to fight for her that's because I remember now it was basically over a job so the thing that we don't always see on the show is that obviously they're being filmed in their lives but they're they're not filmed doing their other jobs as such which is probably promoting something on some kind of radio show or something or the other Mm. and I think Sheree had been invited to an event, but Nini had said, you don't want to hire her for something. <laughs> and then I think they were getting angry about losing money on some kind of opportunity. But it makes me laugh how in those early stages, it's very kind of season one filter for drag race. When yeah. I think about, it's like they don't know they're going to be really big. Yeah. And they're really candid. They're not always dressed super well. They're, there's a lot that people take, you know, take the, the mickey out of their appearance and they tend to start fixing that, don't they? And that is one of the central <laughs> parts of that fight with the idiot Sheree. <laughs> Fix your face. <laughs> Do you remember? Fix, Fix your teeth. It's because Sheree and Nini are arguing about um, this job that Nini stopped her from getting, um, Sheree from getting. And then Sheree's like, Oh, because you know, cause she, I mean, Nini's like, oh, because I'm rich now. She's like, no, she's like, what? She's like, I'm just trying to let you know what time it was. Yeah. And she's like, well, what time is it? She's like, I'm, the time it is. It's I'm a very, very rich bitch. <laughs> She's like, if you're rich, then why don't you get those mother effing teeth fixed? <laughs> oh my god, it's oh such an amazing god. question. She was like, I've had them. They're done. They're done. And she was like, I remember when you had those rotten teeth. <laughs> The way they go for the gut. With the jug. The Nini walks out and then the irony of that whole conversation is no one pays for the wine. <laughs> That's production. Right. Who ended up having to pay for that? Do put, this is the thing I wonder. Do they have an expenses budget for that stuff when they go out for like lunches? and? To... Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're not paying out their own pockets. No. And, I, and they're smart ladies. I don't think they would be the, pe- the kind of people who'd be like, oh, don't worry, production, and we'll get this for you. No, that's bravo <laughs> expensing it all the way. If some runner doesn't get paid or doesn't get to eat that day to <laughs> Those ladies need their vino the or their rosé. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, there's so many... The I mean, before that, I mean, I've jumped out of season 
before, but season three, I remember you warned me about the Nini and Kim fight, oh. and I was not ready for it. I really that like Nini That's, is that out after South Africa? No, so it's before South Africa. So, so remind me what happened on the Nini. The, this was life. the uh, so Kim and Candy are doing a promotional tour of yes. some sort. Oh, that is on the oh on the uh, bus. on the bus to Miami to the girls' oh, retreat. My goodness. and then like I think she, it's because Kim brings Sweetie and yes. somebody else. Um, Don Juan. Don Juan. Oh yeah. Oh. And no, then, that's Candy's manager, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah. He was also on the bus. But then yeah. I think Nini's upset that because she said that she just thought it'd be her and Kim, oh, and she didn't want others on the bus, which is just a it seems absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that bus is like tiny, and also the whole thing of them taking a bus no one would do that because like, <laughs> it's a tour bus <laughs> exactly God. It's, it's not the 205 no <laughs> and if you want to know more about the 205 you must subscribe to our only fans podcast where we've got a very special mediterranean <laughs> yeah, edition yeah, we do. Oh, God. <laughs> but um that whole argument i mean it really it, oh, it just so what is the scene remind us of the scene of that do you know what it is it's so funny with half of these arguments <laughs> i can't know. remember how they start it just seems one minute they're talking naturally <laughs> then there'll be the It'll be the dramatic sound effect that alerts you that, oh no, something just went down. The music has just changed. Because I think it was um, that Kim had... No, sorry, Nini was... <laughs> that's it. She had started a new job as a, um, like a radio... No, a host on a TV show. She was doing an entertainment that's segment. That's right. Jermaine Jackson. That's it. Yeah, she was interview- <laughs> interviewing Jermaine Jackson. No, hmm. Jermaine Dupree. Dupree. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my god. I'm cancelled. Bouchard has been cancelled. You're cancelled. You're totally cancelled. Um, so Jermaine Dupree was uh, being interviewed by her. And I think Kim turned around and said, Oh, she's like, uh, No, because she insulted Kim, didn't she, on the interview, saying mm-hmm. that, Oh, maybe Kim is like, you know, trying to sing and she can't. And Kim got really annoyed with that and said, Well, at least I'm not an intern on 11 Alive. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and she's like, and it was like, these guys are so harsh to one another. So hardcore. They are so harsh to each other. It's just absolutely hilarious. That is just like a trailer for what is to come <laughs> when they go to South Africa. So, I mean, after all that kind of shebang about don't bring other people on the bus, um, when it comes to South Africa, originally um, it's meant to be just the core cast going. Yes. And then Nini brings Marlo along. And, so, and Diana. And Diana. And Diana. Like, who's Diana again? Diana. Diana's the moose that everyone calls her a moose. I think it was Ken would call her a moose. <laughs> I can't even remember who she is. She's so basic. She's oh just irrelevant. God. She's one oh my of God, those she's backups. like a Davina. Yes, she's a Davina from Sunny Sunset. Sunset. Oh God. She's just irrelevant. <laughs> But that fight. So basically, what happens? There's the comment made. Um, oh, so there's two. There's two fights, this. wasn't there? So there's one is, but the big <laughs> one is the one in South Africa when uh, Sheree. So it's the Smalls versus the Talls. Yes. So who the Talls are Cynthia, Nini, and Marlo. Yeah, and the and Smalls, Smalls are almost midgets. No <laughs> midgets. <laughs> <laughs> Phaedra, Candy, and uh, Ke- uh, who? Uh, Sheree. Sheree. Sheree, yeah. Sheree, yeah. So, what happens is Sheree's friend, so in South Africa, Sheree's friend invites Sheree to a dinner party. Yeah. And Sheree she only... knew someone that lived there. Yeah. Which is totally fine, yeah. It's fine. And then, like, Sheree uh, uh, Nini aren't on speaking terms at this point. <laughs> so, Sheree is only, only invites uh, Phaedra and uh, Phaedra and Candy to go with yes. her and so Nini's fine with that because she doesn't want to go she, she doesn't, doesn't really care, care. she's yeah. chill but Marlo takes offence to that oh, and God. this escalates into like I, I've never seen two women fight like that oh my god did About, you see you know who the shit star in that situation was Cynthia oh Cynthia she oh did. my god she came downstairs and she was like hi guys I just want to know how you are and she was like 
Oh, you know, I just wanted to ask, do you, so Sheree says, I just wanted to ask, do you want to come along to my friend's dinner? She's like, oh, I'm invited, but no one else. Oh, yeah, and that she was, was like, Cynthia got And then Cynthia yeah. goes upstairs, she's like, oh my God, girl, that drama. And then they were like, what? And they were like, oh, so you're invited, but Nini's not. And she was like, I was like, that is exactly not what happened. It I was is. like, you added so much spice to that. And then Marlo's like, but what about me? She was like, yeah, you're not invited too. And she goes down there all in like a huff and puff. And oh my, the clash between Sheree oh and Marlo. It was, what did Candy describe it as like a fight between like two major boxes? Was it Pacquiao? And I can't remember the other one, but. Oh God. So I think that was where my favorite insult came, where she was like, you return stuff at Neiman Marcus. <laughs> She's like, labels, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, spouting labels at each other. And it's like, who gives a damn? They are so hilarious. And there's one bit where they don't even speak words anymore. (laughs) 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 I remember watching that and I rewatched it when I, I think I went home that weekend. (laughs) And my mom was watching it with me. She's like, what? is this and I was like it's amazing isn't it God, I was not ashamed to say I love I rewatched that so many times that clip it was like because that's when Marlo because Marlo has a criminal past do you yeah, well, well duh that, <laughs> yeah. that's inferred here and, I, and does that get exposed later on in the season <laughs> I think do they show pictures of her mugshots in that season no so basically it's inferred that she's got they, well, she gets cussed for having like um, she likes rich white men apparently rich old white men <laughs> and she brings like this dude to like this <laughs> fundraiser <laughs> who's clearly like you know like you just she, know. she was paid as an escort yeah, basically she, yeah pretty much <laughs> and like there's no shame in it I mean like she's made she had to make a living from it and stuff and you know, that was a brilliant one because I remember when Marlo turned around to Candy and said you know because uh, Candy's like oh who are you here who are you here with and she was like oh that's um, Charles yeah was, I can't remember his name Charles we'll call him and she was like oh the white guy and she was like yeah and she was like you know, do you want me to introduce you to like a white guy? Yeah. She's like, what you? She, Candy's like, I don't have a type. And then she she didn't look convinced when she said, I think she was just joking. But Marlo turns around and was like, oh my God, I can see you praying. Candy's like, Lord, please send me a thug. Yeah. <laughs> was like, oh my God. Oh, it God. cracked me up so much. They are, they just call it out so bad and yeah is exactly like you said there's no filter on no, that season no, no, honestly no, 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 no. but no that is definitely one of the best seasons and, and if you I've haven't seen reality it TV. reality tv and even if oh. you haven't seen season one or season two you it. can watch it because you can and so at the time of recording it's still on netflix <laughs> and i think it's on hey you in the uk and bravo in the us so please Just do find it find it and watch pay it. for it whatever it takes <laughs> don't be stingy like it. me and not pay <laughs> no. for it oh god so anyway we're going to move on to um another show that we discussed which was Selling Sunset. Yes, we so, are. So, um, oh, uh, two quick things I wanted to say about uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta that I wanted to mention. Go, 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 go. So, um, in, uh, at the as, as far uh, again at a time of recording, um, Nini has left the show. I know, and has been dissing Andy, which I has been really spent, interesting. It's been getting really dirty, really dirty. But we still, I've like, as far, well, I certainly don't know what the reason is behind that. I don't know if you know. Uh, so I'm trying to think what was the last... She wasn't in the last season. Yeah, she mm-hmm. wasn't. And I think it's she's probably had this 15, 16 seasons. She, yeah. It's, she's she probably had it's enough, cause, to be honest. And I think it was getting to the point where she probably wasn't really enjoying it and mm. just lashing out. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, so it would be interesting to see. And then sadly, Greg passed away. So yeah, Nini's husband, 
Right. And that's so sad because he really was like a calm point in the storm of all yeah, of this. He was. And what was good, he really gave it a really great representation, I thought, in yeah. in the show. Um, because everybody does, re- there are, there are positive drama. elements yeah, to be there. Absolutely. But I yeah, we talk about the drama because it's kind of. We love that. We do, yeah, yeah, we focus on the drama because that's who we are. But. Greg was, yeah, <laughs> we, we <laughs> that's who we are exactly. But um, yeah, it was very sad. So yeah, R.I.P. Greg. Yes. And, like condolences to the family from TPIM. Because and we that, generally we no, sincerely no, because that, that was really sad news. Right. So let's move on to Selling Sunset. Oh, another. Brilliant. Now we've got beef with Selling Sunset, and I'm Hindu, so I don't even eat beef. Oh so my gosh, give like us extra. your beef. Um, so yeah, my beef with them is basically we kind of delayed the recording of this episode because we were hoping to get season four and talk about season four. But season four is not released. And so we do, otherwise this would have been a Selling Sunset episode. So it's really nice. But another update was um, Chris Shell is now dating one of the midgets. Oh my goodness. I mean, is there, you know, so I posted on my Insta story, which some people found shady and most people laughed at. um, Water always finds its level. (gasps) What? I was just saying, water always does find its level, its level, you know. Make of that what you will. But um, yes, uh, so I think that's my last word on that. But I didn't. Did you? What? How did, what was your reaction to it? I wasn't surprised to be honest. I feel like it's a very incestuous environment anyway. Yes. Um, and there was always conversation around Mary and one of the guys being one of the midgets. Yeah. And, and, oh, she dating the same midget as Mary. She oh, what was it? Brett and J- Jason. Jason. And, BJ. I think it's <laughs> BJ. Oh God. I mean, I'd be interested in the look, but now. <laughs> they're the right height for it let me tell you yeah. <laughs> but you know mm. I, I'm surprised it's taken so long I know because of COVID things would have been slowed down but mm. they would have filmed the wedding during COVID or just as it hit so then they've had plenty of time it's been a year and a half it's been a, yeah they've had time they've had time so what has happened do you think I have no idea to be honest with you I think like uh, maybe maybe the COVID protocols or maybe they did okay. this thing where they filmed season four and five back to back which is why it took longer to do but in any case we you know we would have appreciated season four coming out earlier because we all as a the world needed it oh my gosh you introduced me to that gift and it was genius it's just so glossy it's like the hills 2021 2021 yeah exactly i mean i had to re-watch series three to kind of like take the edge off my craving and um (laughs) but it stands up to a rewatch. that's the great thing it's really really good um so I was, I was thinking of again, like about how, you know, Christine's wedding. So Christine recently, so mm. she's got a book coming out yeah, and a makeup range. Wow. And you're going to love this. So she's got a lipstick that changes color and it's patented. Oh, I, I know. feel like I want that. I know. I want it already. And the book's uh, ready to pre-order for next year. Um, and she also revealed that at her wedding, she mm. had COVID. Oh my goodness. So she had been in Dubai uh, in 2019 yeah. and around that time. And so she was one of the first people to kind of have COVID. Oh and but she said that at the time, obviously, she didn't know, what, didn't it know what it was. So she was like high on steroids for her wedding day. Um, because just to get <laughs> Mixed through. with the other concoctions of drugs she was probably on. <laughs> And all the Botox and what have you. Oh, and, um, but yeah, she, I mean, she's value for money and we love her. For we love, oh my gosh, she's so thirsty on Instagram. It's like a live for it. Uh, we love it. We, we live it's for amazing. it. And then obviously like, you know, I was rewatching it again. I was also thinking about how Amanda got treated by the others. Yeah, it was very unfair. And I, d- I did feel for her because like, you know, on the one hand they were telling us that she's going through a really difficult divorce. And on the other hand, the midgets are giving her a hard time when a property is not selling. And it's like, well, it's not her fault. Yeah. 
And then also, like, there's no compassion. Though. No. And then the whole Davina uh, Adnan oh, thing, the 75 million. Yeah. I, did, I, do, I did feel a bit for Davina because I thought that she did get treated really unfairly. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, there was this great thing where you know they were going to see, uh, I think, is it Jason's new apartment? Yeah. There's that big it's argument. It's beautiful. It's a nice place. And then Christine's like, shut the fuck up. I'm arguing for you. That scene just cuts second time really badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like, what? I did like, I say that? You need to rewatch, to honestly. It. It's so, so funny. No, but yeah, anyway, it. so we're eagerly awaiting season four. Oh, gosh. So hurry up with it, yes, Netflix. Please. They were apparently saying Thanksgiving 2021 okay, is fine. the latest. So maybe, maybe at the time of release, it might already be out it there. It might be on now. In which case, but we will come to it. It's on the yes. manifesto, so don't it's worry. It's definitely season three. Mm-hmm. Season four. Four. So season three is already out. No, for us. For us. Our season oh, yeah, three. yeah. Our season three. Oh, ooh, I'm putting it out there. Don't give trade secrets away. <laughs> <laughs> it's our final season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Nini's left the franchise and so has Bush. <laughs> oh, goodness me. No, we will get to that. Exactly. So our, our final, uh, so the, uh, the final show that we looked at was Below Deck. The original. The original franchise, which is set in like the Bahamas in America. Um, and season three and four came onto Netflix. And so now season three is your favourite. So I'm going oh. to give you control. You're going to be up there in, in the, what's this, the bridge. You're up on the bridge <laughs> steering that boat. <laughs> Rocky is all I'm going to say. She, like, think, uh, most people will think of the boxer. The yeah, movie. as a Rocky Balboa. Yeah, just, it's <laughs> basically him in a female that's on a boat working as a stew. Well, she is, she was a stew, wasn't she? <laughs> but there's just one moment that sticks out in my mind, which is getting so annoyed with Kate and Kate is it Kate it's Kate, Kate isn't yeah, it yeah. and Kate's walking out the galley mm. and Rocky does this thrust of her hips like as if to like say F you and it's so epic it's so it's just so tongue-in-cheek and ridiculous and it really is it encapsulates what the show is about which is <laughs> you these people are obviously not professional they're not that's not their real job is it that's but no. a lot of them have just started other than people like Kate but it's just putting them under that kind of pressure it just it's a boiling pressure it's like a, a, a pressure cooker yeah and it brings out so much tension, but those kind of hilarious moments where people get frustrated and it's caught on camera, it just cracks me up. It is so funny. I mean, so for anyone who doesn't know, so Rocky is um, a third stew, isn't she? She's not a she's, second stew, rather. Oh, she has to have been yeah. third. She can't third. have been second. So, and uh, she's also a musical theatre student, I think. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Do you remember she, she, was she was a mermaid? <laughs> she was a mermaid. <laughs> One of the guests. And stuff. So she was absolutely crazy. She was absolutely uh, like off her rocker but I mean the thing is season three was really stressful to watch because uh, not only Rocky who is just kind of messing things up there was that guy Don who uh, he wanted to be an engineer but he was actually first he was on the um, deck crew okay you know green eyes he had like a broken nose he had had a motorcycle accident or something oh, and then he, and he and like you know there's tattoos a, yeah tattoos remember? yeah, yeah, so yeah remember Rocky remember. takes uh, Rocky has a predilection for taking off her clothes and jumping in the water oh, whenever she epic. <laughs> she could she was like a dolphin in the water though, she just couldn't she? she couldn't be stopped honestly but then Don did that as well and, and Captain yes Tom I do remember because they climbed did they climb to the top of the radio to do a selfie as well oh my god and they got told off for that as well and then so he, that's the kind of shit that we would do to be honest when I watched it I was like I would get off very well with that. I, I know I said, like, that's the first thing I'd have done on there and Captain Lee tell him Firefighter Friday on the radio tower 
And you can't really tell him to get off the fucking uh, mess. <laughs> I love Captain Lee. It's like, you know, I can't remember what his phrase is, but he's, he's, he just cracks he me up. He always honestly. has some crazy metaphor for like, you know, comparing like how badly someone's done. He just reminds me of those uncles at the Gurdwara who just <laughs> do not want to be disturbed. And then like, you know, after like uh, the prayer session concludes and you go downstairs to get Lunger, which is like, you know, the uh, offerings. And then like, you know, he just wants a cup of tea. He wants his food. No one should come talk to him. Exactly. And then when like, when after he's done, then he's like, right, time to go home. And he's, <laughs> and he's the ride home. So you have to go when he wants to go. <laughs> that is the vibe he gives that me. <laughs> you know, exactly. And he in every look. culture has one. Like the, that uncle or that I granddad. I see him in a turban. Yeah, I've already seen him with a jungle on his yeah. head. <laughs> in the gurdwara just kind of like sitting there and like you know as you walk in you'd be like sasrikar oh. uncle and he'll just be like he won't even he say would smile he's he, just like you, yeah there's uncles <laughs> who don't even like they don't say sasrikar back like, but if you don't if you don't say sasrikar to them they'll check you you're gonna find <laughs> you out checked. mom's gonna tell you to say it. <laughs> you get checked he goes and tells your mom your son didn't say sasrikar to me <laughs> oh, so oh goodness me but um there was chef leon who had, he was from Manchester, I think, wasn't he? Yes. Or Birmingham, I think. It was definitely Man, yeah. Northern or Midlands. Mi- yeah, Northern, I think he was. And he had only cooked on cruise ships, so he wasn't used to oh, cooking on luxury Was yacht. he the one that kept doing the beef cheeks? Yes. Do you remember he kept doing the same it was like, stuff? not beef cheeks. Oh, no, uh, Kate. Kate. Kate, Kate yeah. sorry, Kate, mm. yeah. And so he, and then, the, so there's one episode, episode nine, which was the most stressful episode of the entire season because first there's a fire on the boat because there's, um, Kate, Leon goes to sleep. And the guests yes. want to eat something. So oh, God. Kate, <laughs> so Kate has to make a pizza. She puts it in the oven. It catches on fire because the oven hasn't been cleaned because it's full of grease. Was that Kate or was it Rocky that set it on fire? It's, it's, it's because Leon hadn't cleaned it because <laughs> there's so much grease on there. And then so Leon should have gotten up and made them food. But he just, he was like, no, he didn't give it to He's like, like put the Iceland pizza in there and <laughs> turn it on. And then he leaves and then Rocky decides to leave and she leaves in the most glam, you know, dramatic fashion where she takes off her clothes and jumps in the water <laughs> and swims to another boat only to have to come back. Because <laughs> the other people on the boat radioed theirs so yeah. they're like, we've got one of your staff yeah. off it, crew here, please. <laughs> and then obviously because they haven't got a chef, she's like, she's had chefy, she claims to have chefy experience and makes the worst salad ever like i've been to indian parties where the salads are better than oh, that do you know God. what i mean she was like putting weird stuff like grenadine on oysters they were like are you sure about this like we are going to take this out to the actual guest she's like yeah it's gonna be amazing and i'm sure they were all like oh my goodness if this was not being filmed we would all be fired <laughs> Oh my god, it was madness! And then, oh, and I remember there was a point in that episode where I looked at how much of the episode was left because it's a forty-five minute. I remember only twenty minutes had gone, and I was like, "This feels like three episodes already." <laughs> it's so epic! Oh my god, it, it, I had to go back to that one. It's a, it's such a great episode. And then the only uh, quick other thing I wanted to talk about was um, in season four. So Kate as a lesbian and yes. her hot Spanish girlfriend, yeah, she the did. army lady who was like yeah. so fit. Honestly, I remember that. Yeah, because she came on the boat, didn't she? Yeah, do you remember she came on the boat? Yeah. Do you remember they have they go to that resort? for the day because the owner and that's like in um air mark air quotation marks <laughs> the owner decide to give them a day off to oh, relax why? yeah the production not, not bravo yeah like, bravo's you know, like we need you guys to get drunk and start causing drama well they do one better they're gonna have sex in the toilets don't they 
They do, you hear it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard it. I, I do remember. You know, it was just like kind of very. Um, it was all very. I think everyone else kind of like doesn't know how to because then there's that whole Ben and Kate storyline. But I think Kate is too good for Ben. She's way opinion. better than. I I do not like Ben at all. I mean, we'll go into this later because yeah. we've got more to unpack. But uh, no, not my favorite. Yeah, no, I don't rate him either. But anyway, do you know what that diary of his own one house stretched out? Oh my god, more than. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's and, <laughs> and if you want to know that, if you want to know about that, you need to subscribe to the OnlyFans. Only the OnlyFans is such a great companion you know to what? this podcast. It's so popular as well. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to close the diary of his own one hour. Yeah, let's close that tab, and we're going to go to our main feature presentation. Okay, so it's now time for our main feature. Yay! Yay! So I'm going to take you to the bridge. <gasps> So, as we've always proudly proclaimed, reality TV is one of the core, C-O-R-E, tenets of our friendship. It is. So it was a no-brainer to bring back our reality TV palooza for season two. So whether you're a fan of reality TV or not, and if you're listening, we bet you are, one cannot deny that for those who love it, reality TV is the place to get lost in another world. Mm -hmm. So this time, so we picked uh, two shows to put under our TPIM spotlight. So the first show we're going to talk about is... Queer Eye. Yay! So, Sunny, what are your thoughts on Queer Eye? I lo- when I first heard of this coming back, I was like, "What?" I was like, "They're gonna ruin it. They're gonna ruin." Because I do remember. Believe it or not, I actually do remember this. <laughs> but hang on, you I know I'm so much younger. Yeah, than you watched ANTM as a toddler. So how do you know about Queer Eye for the I'm Straight I'm just guy? hoping that no one can do maths <laughs> and they can not figure out that I was old enough to know. Unless it's a discount in a shop, I I, I can't do no math at all. So you're fine. I got you covered. Oh god. But yeah, so Queer Eye actually originally had probably 20 years prior to this. Kind mm. of, I, I can't remember doing the research, but uh, it was the Fabulous Five. I, I don't know if they still call them that now, don't they? they I do think the Fab Five was coined by the. Oh, whoops! Was this the recent one? <laughs> I think the recent one. Yeah. Exactly. Oh dear. Whoops. Getting your franchises mixed <laughs> oh up. But I remember the original. And it's not. Is it Carson? Is the other one that I really yes, remember? Yes, well, Carson Cressley. So yes, uh, Carson people will know from RuPaul's Drag Race as a judge. Yes, you're right. We actually did the fashion consultation. Yes, he in did. In the original yeah, one. Yeah. But that, I remember, what, oh, it must have been on MTV back in the day, I think. I think it was an MTV show. I can't remember how I watched it, but it was such a different time for LG, you know, the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And the show had a different name. It was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yes. And I remember thinking, wow, this is so revolutionary and breakthrough. They're going to have gay people mm-hmm. like making over straight. Because that was always the thing people used to say, oh, I want a gay best friend to kind of be someone to laugh with or, you know, make over my boyfriend, that kind of thing. It was that kind of like... What was it stereotype effectively? Yeah, but we played played up to it because it was nice. It was like a a way to getting bridging more tolerance, I think. Yeah. And then when they started um, talking about the, the the reboot, they said the first show twenty years ago was about tolerance, mm-hmm. and this is about acceptance. Yes. And I really liked that message. I was like, you know what? Twenty years has gone by, and we're not in a perfect place at all. Mm-hmm. We've definitely moved. Yes. so far ahead compared to where we were but massive shout out to the people that the, the five guys that did the original show because they were legends to kind of you know set you know kind of pave the way for these guys absolutely i mean you're so right because the representation at that time was hardly anything i mean it's hard to imagine now but it's almost like what we were talking about with real housewives that 
it was a time when like Twitter was like, this was even pre-Twitter. Way this was, Twitter, yeah, yeah two, analog, year two thousand earlier. Yeah, earlier. Like you know, you were you weren't even conceived. <laughs> 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 but you know, but you know what? It was uh, like the newspapers and the you just didn't see this mentioned anywhere. No, and when it was, it was mentioned in a very you know, there's definitely an agenda behind it. Like it was always seen as other and like, yes. you know, as, as almost like morally wrong. It was projected in that yeah. way, even though it isn't. So it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a different time entirely. So for anyone who's not seen Queer Eye, so what I think what we're going to do is, um, I, as I love to test you, I'm such an Asian uncle. Like I'm always like, Sunny, what is two times two? Yes. What is three times three? What is two times two? Four. <laughs> what is three times three? Nine. What is 11 times 11? 121. Stop doing that. <laughs> oh my God, you got that one. Yeah. That always throws everyone, the 11 times 11. And so I'm going to test you. So I'm going to ask okay. you uh, who the... F- so I'm going to ask you, g- give me the name of the Fab Five and then tell me what Oh, it's 120. Did I say 121? It's 122. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just know up to 10 times 10 and that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so tell me, so name a member of the Fab Five. Um, Karamo. And what does Karamo do? Karamo is someone who really focuses on your um, well-being and your mindset. Correct. I love that one of our friends, uh, Robbie, calls him the redundant one. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Which is mean, Robbie. It You're so mean, me. Robbie. But I, I like him because I feel like he's really brought to the front the, the mental health aspect. Yes. And that's a really good focus for, especially now, I've been with Green Light to Talk campaigns. It's, it's definitely at the forefront. As, uh, yeah. And also, like, he's appointed, like, officially, he's, like, culture. Yes. Know, is the little subtitle. Okay, name me a number member in Mad Five. Anthony. Five, Anthony. And what does Anthony do? Oh, he's supposed to be a chef, but I don't think he's a chef. <laughs> oh, my God. All he does is heat up M&S ready meals. <laughs> yeah. And then pretend they're his. It's like, and you just put a bit of cilantro on them. And you're like, what the hell is cilantro? I, I saw that little clip you sent me, the YouTube. Of mm. the, there was like a, um, a spoof of it. Yeah. And the way the guy was holding all the food is the way that Anthony holds it as well. The way that he kind of clasps it with his hands. It mm. cracked me off. So, so funny. All right. Name another member of the Fab Five. Um, we have Bobby. Oh, yes. And what does Bobby do? Interior design. Yes. And then name another member. Tan. And what does Tan He do? is Fashion Friday yeah. for every day on Queer Eye. <laughs> this is, that was your role. You that was That's that. what I would be doing, exactly. And you'd be Bobby then, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I'd be I'd happy to be Bobby. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah, because you're, you're interior design. Yes, I like that. And then who's the fifth <gasps> and fabulous? The last but not least, by any means, it has to be JV Exactly, Jonathan Van Ness. And what does oh, Jonathan Van Ness do? He is all about personal grooming. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think it's a really good synergy between the five of them, isn't yes. it? Like it all works really well. And like, I mean, there's a lot of debate about who does what. Kind of <laughs> like, for example, Bobby does seem to do... Everyone <laughs> says, I didn't realise this until I started seeing the spoofs. He does do a lot. He does a lot of the... Like, if we were to like think about... The uh, time. The time and effort it takes. Because um, I would say that like, you know, Bobby's probably the most labour intensive. Yes. Followed by Tan. And then I would say yes. JVN and um, Karamo are equal pegging because yeah, the grooming is that, you know. And then Anthony just turns up with an M&S ready yeah. meal and just like, you know. I, don't, I mean, like, he, he looks beautiful and he's sweet, so I'm fine with that. So, unpopular opinion time. <gasps> Do, why, why? I don't rate Anthony very much. Really? I don't. I, I mean, oh. I think it's because everyone's just really thirsty. And yes, he is very beautiful. He but is gorgeous. To be honest, if he wasn't pretty, I don't. He, I doubt he'd be in the Fab Five. Oh no! I, be, I, 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 I imagine when he was cast in it, because he was never a chef, was he? I think he no. was an actor. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, the rest of them. Yes, that was 
I think they're day jobs yes. from what I understand. Mm. So maybe they were just like, look, we want a read. Not that I'm saying the other ones aren't good looking. They are, they're all attractive in their own way. Mm. But he's more, I don't know, got more broader classic appeal when it comes to, I don't know, everyone. Well, I think also as well, he is bisexual. So I think he brings that. Is element. he? Yes, oh, so he represents that, that okay. community. Okay. So I think they've, they've done a good job of trying to represent. Um, I agree. So for example, I think like JVN, I think identifies as they, them. Correct. So sorry, I in terms of like, yet, no, so. no, it's fine. Don't worry. It's, I think it's the gender fluid and you know, non-binary. non-binary yeah. And so we have different kind of elements of the community. And I think that's really, really cool. I think the format's really good as well. Like, you know, it is very watchable. And each season they have kind of like pushed it further. I mean, my favorite ever episode was the in season four, episode two, Wesley, which I actually was rewatching. <gasps> is that the one with the guy in the wheelchair who got shot? And then Karamo actually uh, gets him to see the guy. Yes, I watched that clip. Oh my oh, goodness, that's so emotional. So... It was really, but it was just such a brilliant episode because then it was, uh, you don't actually see reality shows doing, they kind of do the quick fixes, like, you know, yeah. oh yeah, we're going to make your living room look pretty, we're going to give you a haircut, we're going to do this. Yeah. But you know, because the other thing as well is like a lot of the kind of stuff, what I like about this here is like the styling and the grooming. It's things that people can maintain. Like, yeah. you know, JVN's very much like, you look, you've only got five minutes in the bathroom, so I want you to <laughs> wash your face with this scrub, <laughs> put some cream on, brush this comb through, brush yeah. this in your hair and you're done for the day. And it's like, that's true. That's, you know, how long we take, you know, how, yeah. you, how much time you'd have. So I like that element. And I like the fact that it's not just, you know, so obviously the older format was just straight guys. Yes. But here they've uh, included women, they've included non-binary. Even the, gay people. Gay people, exactly. Not just um, one facet of the yes. community, but they've tried to make it as inclusive and representative as possible. But that leads me to my next question. Mm. Do you think Queer Eye represents the LGBTQIA plus community accurately? Hmm. It's difficult for me to answer that question because I, I'm thinking about it from my perspective and i feel like yes it's like you just hit those beats they are very good at picking like a diverse group of minorities Mm -hmm. it's not always the same so you know they'll pick someone that is you know um non-binary as Mm. a you know someone to focus on jvn himself is non-binary or identifies as non-binary um and then i think from my perspective it's nice to see an asian guy on there as well Tan doing france, Tan yes. francis uh francis, or france, france. france it is france france france, france mm-hmm. sorry um so that's positive i remember when i thought back to the original show they had a latin american guy i think doing yeah. the what was he what was his role i'm trying to was he the chef in that one confession i never watched the original <gasps> you've not seen it oh it's so good <laughs> When I compare it, it reminds me very much of the shows at the time, which was when you do like a house kind of makeover, Mm. they would spend... It frustrated me so much when I was a kid. It's like Grand Designs, which I loved as a show growing up. But it's like, spend 50 minutes talking about the journey, which is still fascinating, but then squeezing into the last five minutes before an ad break, Mm. after an ad break, the the finished product. And it's like, come on, like give us... I mean, I know... It's nice to have that lead in, mm-hmm. but there's no time for that. Can yeah. we just crack on and see the final results as well? <laughs> but they, I think they've taken that so far now with these shows. The, yeah. the makeovers, and like, this is partly why, one of the reasons why people probably say Bobby does a lot. You don't see it mm-hmm. because I think people forget that you just see the product at the end. Yes. And I think that the, the, the difference with the other show is I don't remember them having um, elements, each person focusing on um, like different elements of their personality to help them move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They probably de- they definitely did because I know um, what was Carson, Carson did the, the fashion and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it feels like in this one, it is very um, 
what's the word? It's like Instagram. It's like very consumable, like yeah, I, in and out, done. Mm-hmm. Let's get them moved on. And I feel like with the stuff around, um, so one of the spoofs, I think they joked around how, oh, I'm going to teach you how to cook and take care of your like diet yeah. by showing you how to make one thing. <laughs> and that's the point. And it's like Tan's like, yes, he gives them a full closet. But I think how sustainable is it? Because can these people who unfortunately are not from like really privileged backgrounds, how are they going to afford to buy this stuff? Yeah. You've gifted them a whole load of nice stuff. Mm. They lived, a lot of them, in squalor. Yeah. So how are they going to maintain the cleanliness of the... Like, have you taught them? Because they always kind of mock them at the beginning, saying, what is this? This is dirty. This, you know, couch that you've got, this recliner, blah, blah, blah. I, I think you've got to probably give them... I don't, I'd be interested to know what kind of support do they get after the show. It'd be useful to know that they get some sort of support after. yes i completely agree i think um because you yeah I, I say the show is not meant to represent an entire community but a section of it but because my my thoughts about it always was that um straight people are going to watch it and think all gays are like that so yeah. they'll go every gay person will be able to make you over or make over your house or teach you how to cook or whatever um but and you know as you said rightly pointed out the show does try and push against that because it just shows look this is and which i think the original was uh, even though it was a bit more nuanced Mm. it it didn't have room for that nuance whereas this new version does have it but yeah i completely agree i mean it would be really nice to see kind of like the aftercare and the support Mm. like do they and i think like some of them like i think i've seen on instagram and actually it's really interesting that you said about instagram because the whole show does feel that it is, it is for a shorter attention span isn't that's it because the idea is point. meant you know you binge like four of them in a row or something four of the shows in a row and then you're like oh yeah that's makeover done makeover done makeover done and yeah you barely get to digest it and it would be nice to kind of see how they're doing afterwards like maybe they could maybe they are planning a catch-up well, i'm sure i saw some catch-up on what does it work because they do at the end of each episode they do have that thing like you know when they're like oh they're having a party on the roof or something it, and then they'll yeah. watch them or you know they're all done up and the idea is like you watch them have that kind of but i don't know i think you make a good point like you know the aftercare it would be interesting to hear about yeah. that and i think in terms of representation as well yeah, yeah this is a great show kind of like i think because it's such a popular show and it's kind of very mainstream Mm. I imagine like you know it's like it's, it's a bit like RuPaul's Drag Race where it started off being very it was there was a small audience who understood what was yes. you know about but now it's such a wide audience so I think Queer Eye might be in the same kind of yeah and I feel should, like that going back to your original question sorry I was mm. digressing but in terms of does it represent it I feel like it's showing five people be you know, do really positive things mm. in the community and mm. showing one another what it's like to support each yes. other as well. Because from what I see, there is a genuine friendship there. I'm sure they first, you know, get annoyed with one another. They're human. Yeah. But that kind of, if that's what it's representing in terms of showing the LGBTQI plus community, mm-hmm. A, sorry, did I miss? Um, mm. If it's showing that they are, you know, supportive of one another, mm. then that is a very good you know, role model for yes. everybody to see because that's what we, I, I feel like we probably needed more of in the last 10, 15 years because we were struggling to get accepted mm-hmm. when the first show was on. Mm. But then I think a lot of, you know, the homophobic attitudes are within the gay community sometimes. Mm. So to see these guys come together and not be about drama, I was really afraid this is going to be them pitted against one another after the show. Yes. But from what I see on social media, I mean, I'm not the best on social media. No. So probably... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 
If you could see Bush's face right now. <laughs> yes, it's a picture of disapproval. Oh, God, mm. I'm so sorry. I think the Dowager from <laughs> Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, I'm sorry. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> Make your point, come on, wrap it up. <laughs> sorry, the point was, I, when I, whenever I follow them on Instagram, I notice that they do support one another. Yeah. And that's nice. And then there's another bit that I wanted to um, quickly touch on with mm-hmm. you is how it is. And I don't think it was like this back in the day. Or maybe we didn't get much insight into it because we didn't have social media. But there wasn't such a huge brand and business behind them. But they've got this huge yes. identity. I think I feel like actually the show is probably making them a fraction of their money. It's just a great platform because look, it gives you access to a whole global audience. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually they're they're so clever at doing it. I mean, it's it's like a factory line almost with all the reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all the agents are like, okay, great, get a product. Now let's wrap your name around it and license it. To, yeah. You know, and let's make it of the money because this is short term to build something that's going to be sustainable. Precisely that. I think the show is all about exposure. And yeah, you're totally right. It's created these superstars and then like the whole Instagram effect, like, you know, oh, this is the moisturizer I use. This is the sofa I sit on. This is what I douche with. And that's what, you know, <laughs> that's the that's where they're making the money from. Like, But I would say I agree with you that, you know, the representation and um, is more positive and also off screen as well. Yeah, it is wonderful to see how supportive the Fab Five are of each other. And that's that's good to see. That's exactly the kind of message that you want people to take. from. Exactly. I know I'm bad at social media, but I always <laughs> like Bush's fashion friend. you you better because you know as soon as before I come around I just suddenly see these notifications pop yeah. up and I'm just like oh Sunny's checking all of his notifications I was just today. like damn right because like, you missed one um, so to kind of like conclude on Queer Eye I want to know who is your favourite of the Fab Five and why is it Bobby? Oh, you know what? I, I, it's, uh, Bobby is one of my favourites. One? Oh, no. <laughs> Bobby is the the favourite. Thank you very much. He is everybody's favourite. You know why? No, Anthony's everybody's favourite. So that's why I was dissing Anthony is earlier. He? I mean, I, I, I find him very beautiful. But I think JVN's my favourite. I'm oh, sorry. Cool. I'm sorry. Okay. JVN is my favourite. You know why I like Bobby? Yeah. He And actually all of them. Yeah, and this this the other thing about the show. It is so emotional. Yes, I find it really difficult to watch it sometimes. I'm actually the latest season. You're going to be shocked and and horrified. Mm -hmm. I haven't finished it because I find I cry every episode. Yeah, I'm hearing like Bobby talk about the experiences he had, which was so unfortunate growing growing up and. Mm -hmm. You know, in his community and his family, mm-hmm. not being accepted. Yeah. And those things really hurt them still. And there's none of it is for the camera because every single one of them, when they talk about how they struggle to come out or mm. have recently or still, it just it just still hits that nerve with me. And I yeah. feel, I don't know, I feel like a sense of um, kinship to all of them when I, when I hear those kind of stories. But Bobby's in particular, I know he's mm. done a lot to challenge himself and What's really nice is one of the recent episodes I saw is they were um, focusing on someone who was in a church community and he struggles to go back to church, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they've really tried so hard to kind of show him like, you know, there's good experiences you can have and bad experiences in any sense of any community. And Mm -hmm. he was really willing and um, able to participate in that. Mm. And I thought that showed his character, didn't it? It really did. So I was just going to say, because he had stipulated to the producers, I don't want to do a church. Which is, fair which is fair enough because, it, because it, but the fact that he showed that he was willing to work through it and I just think there's something really solid and dependable about him and mm. I just I like his manner and I like the way he just gets on with it and he's very yeah like you said he, and I think also actually that kind of ties in with the representation thing doesn't yeah. it that the fact that you feel the kinship and you feel that like you know look the 
what these guys are going through you know someone who's been through it or maybe you've been through it yourself and it just that's nice and i think that they show people what you know the fab five and that and by no means perfect and they don't no. attest to be perfect either they're very much like look we are all in, kind of in this together and that kind of solidarity and message you know that message of solidarity i think it's a really lovely one so yours is your favorite is jvn my favorite is bobby so yeah. that's good so we so I love jvn i feel like i just want him to be out with us all the time he'd be so much fun honestly oh, jvn if you're ever listening to this please come and hang out with us we would have, you would have such a good time and bobby as well please all of come them and, yeah everybody come at your it's, open invitation tpim hq just dm us and i'll send you my address exactly <laughs> tpim hq and we will host a party for you sunny will get the air fryer out <laughs> all right well do you know what? we're going to move on to our next show so uh, our next show kind of uh, do you know what i love about our podcast sorry i'm mm. going to take a moment to praise do us here it. do you know how we like everything links back to everything yeah. so like you know this is like a murder mystery like all the end hey, all. it's like harry potter it, because there's a huge... oh no harry potter not harry potter. oh sorry no, i know i forgot the transphobia her. exactly is that right just say I franchise s- franchise yes a, it's like a franchise. It is a franchise. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, uh, yeah, so we're going to move on to our next show. So our next show is actually a spin off of Below Deck and it's called Below Deck Mediterranean. Yeah. So what it is, it's like, it's, so it's obviously set in the Mediterranean because yeah. the uh, Below Deck seems to take place mainly around Bah the Bahamas okay. and it's more American centric. Yes. So, Sunny, so Below Deck Mediterranean, we've both seen up to season five. And so I believe in the UK. Yes. It, uh, up to season five was on E4 because that's the only way I would have okay. seen it. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and Sunny watched it properly on Hey You. Um, so what are your thoughts on Below Deck Mediterranean? I lo- so then you introduced me to this show. Of course I, I told you. I should you. get a fucking finder's fee. Do you, you know what I mean? De- <laughs> you are the head- <laughs> I should be charging commission. <laughs> You're the headhunter. Um, in many contests, I'm sure. <laughs> only bad. Stop giving away the content. <laughs> They've got to pay for that stuff, remember? Oh, God, but mm. I remember thinking, oh, I don't know. I've been watching the original show I, i'm not sure if it's going to be as good and mm. this is something i started in lockdown and there were a couple of colleagues that were talking about it and they said oh now i've started the below deck mediterranean and i thought is it going to be as good and oh my goodness was it good it was great i loved that so there's a different captain so mm-hmm. we have um captain i've forgotten the first guy so captain name. mark was the first captain. mark was, who was first useless he was you know what i liked about him he wasn't that um, authoritative and assertive. So it was kind so you of... could DOS, basically like yes. supply, supply teacher energy. That's what. <laughs> supply teacher energy on a Friday where you're just like, I'm doing the fucking worksheet. I am just going to gossip. We're going to pretend when the teacher comes back that we did stuff that we didn't do. You were just covering your tech folder at that point, <laughs> weren't you? I do remember when we had a supply teacher once. I remember we lied when the actual teacher came back mm. and he said, where is everybody's homework? And no one had done it. So he... he I mean, I was a goody two shoes. I'm sure you were too. Of and he said, that the, he was like, Sonny, I can rely on you to tell me the truth. Where is, every, you know, where did you put it? Did you do the homework? And I lied. <gasps> I'm bad, so bad. The oh, integrity. No. I, I less that because I looked, I said, yeah, we put it there. We put it on your desk. <laughs> and he looked back at me and he, I think he must have known I was lying. And I just thought, damn. But, I just, I lied. I lied. So it was, it was, that supply teacher was brilliant though because we don't even remember him being in the room. <laughs> it was just, it was, that was, there's always, I love those supply teachers. You sit there. We had once this South African guy who was just reading 
and he just ignored us the whole time. Like there was a, a fight happened in the back of the class. He didn't even blink, batter an eyelid. Like I wish I'd known what he was. He was literally picking up a paycheck and going home. He did not give a damn at all. But I hated the way the teachers used to do that. They used to always pick on like the uh, POCs in the sense that they'd guilt us because they knew that really? we. Really? Is that go, why? Oh my god! I was. Oh so I was. But like, we were all col- people of color in our group. In our last. Oh my god! So you were the worst. <laughs> no, because, <laughs> no, because like with me as well. Like actually, I was same with me as well. Like it was me, but for some reason they would always like ask me, Bushan, is that true or is that right? And it'd be and like kind be of, honest, it'd right? be like gladiator, you know, like, know. like the emperor decides if you live or not, <laughs> thumb up or thumb down. God, which I, teacher was Cobra? Oh, well, <laughs> I was at that <laughs> no, gladiator, the film with oh. Russell Crowe. <laughs> God, I think that's pseudo made really delirious, honestly. Well, let, let's bring this back on track. So, <laughs> I'm just having images of Jet in like a <laughs> lifting her leg up, and it's like, what's that got to do with anything? I know I meant work in Phoenix, as that you know, in Russell Crowe. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Sorry, girl, that was out in like uh, 20, exactly. that film was 21 years old. It's about your age, it's like, <laughs> oh goodness me. Oh my god, we digress. We, we always digress. Do this, so, but... Captain Mark, supply teacher, yes, energy. Okay. yeah. So then he he was the first captain, and I liked it because it was one guy that was totally skiving off every day. I can't remember his name, but he once said to Bobby, who we'll talk about later, he was like, What did he say? It was so offensive. He was like, You need to put take your change your tampon to Bobby. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bobby nearly punched him out. I mean, that it was he was really kind of like not a great captain, he was not, not definitely not a people person. And he was very, he was very much that uncle in the Gurdwara who's shady, who would like, you know, ask you your GCSE results and, <laughs> and demand to know what the grades were as if he was going to be there and like, you know, give you 50 pounds for every A you got. He was just, you know, he, I, yeah, I just didn't like the fact that he was a bit of a pussy and he kind of, not only did he. Oh no, he didn't say that to Bobby, the, 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 the guy that was clowning around and skiving off did. He was one of the other um, deck, uh, oh, deck one of the deck crew. crew people. I can't remember his name. He or was, was it? Or was it? He was the one that was constantly on the phone to home, crying to his mum. Oh, I can't remember his name. Though. He was from Lebanon. Oh, oh, um, okay. Daniel. 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 Oh my God, Daniel. Oh, and then he was like, oh, you know, they're not your friends and all that. Because that whole thing really like triggered me. <laughs> the whole oh. thing, how Mark wouldn't deal with like the insub- insubordination yes. that was going on. Because Daniel was a problem. And like, if that was a real working envi- boat environment, Daniel would have been chucked off straight away. Yeah. No one I, would stand for that shit. And that's why it was refreshing because it, going from Captain Lee. Lee to Mark, it was such a stark difference. And I thought... There's no way a boat can run with someone that's got that style, I don't mm. think. But then it surprised me because Captain Sandy Yay! was my favourite. Honestly, I have such a massive crush on her. I bet you do. <laughs> I do. She is just, uh, I, I love her. She loves you stuff. too. Oh, <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember there was that episode when she came in the kitchen? She's like, it smells like India in here. Did she? <laughs> so you know when Tom, uh, Malia's uh, boyfriend, was cooking? And it killed me. I had to pause it because I was she crying after. So she's like, um, it smells like India. It smells like India. <laughs> and, I, and she's like, have you been in India? Like, oh, I yeah. do remember <laughs> the small talk. She's she like, have you been to like, uh, he's like, yeah, I've been in India, Nepal, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah. Did you train this? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> when she came in and said, it smells like India. I was like, is uh, she brown? I mean, <laughs> That's I mean. the kind of thing that we say to each other. <laughs> That'd be my brothers. We'd be like, you know, we walk past somewhere and it just smells like of sulfur and shit and stuff. And we'd be like, oh, it smells like India. 
Not all parts of it is bad like that, I'm sure. But no, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it made, so that was a, it was so nice to have someone that is, again, really approachable, mm. like a great leader in terms of, she leads from the front. She does stuff. And that was really surprising. I remember Hannah would get frustrated, say, I can't believe Sandy's chipping in, cleaning the Yeah, she was like, uh, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to put yeah. the boxes? She, and so, so she came in with that energy of like, you know, the teacher who left halfway through the year. <laughs> and then that new teacher would have to take over. And she was literally like cleaning the cupboards, wiping the board with a proper copra, not with it like with a cloth rather than like, you know, the board rubber. She was kind of, that reminds me of the board rubber. Remember the guy, did I tell you about the guy at my school? There was this guy that came in from another class and I'd, he would say, oh, can we please um, borrow some wet paper towels mm. and um, put it under the sink? And the teacher said, why? She's like, oh, because Mrs. Farley's used permanent marker on the white <laughs> Permanent marker. It's called permanent for a reason. What? You know, remember the tissues we had at school? Why were they so caught? It was like sandpaper. It was dreadful. That's why I was so relieved when like that happened. So our tutor left our form group tutor, and then when the new tutor came in, like she came in and she brought like it every day. Bless her, she would go and wet a, um, a cloth. A duster cloth, and then she would wipe the board with it. And I was like, I like you because that, that kind of went with my cleaning tendency. Because I'd always look at that board and think, I want to clean it properly. Like, there was something really reassuring about the board being cleared properly. I hated it when they would leave a little bit, the teacher would just quickly go through. I was like, You've missed a bit. Oh, God. And when they got chalk on their hands, or sometimes when they'd be wiping it with the chalk rubber, and then the, they would kind of scratch their nail on it, and they'd be like, Oh! God, I'm just going to say something that's going to trigger you. Yeah. We had electronic whiteboards as well in <laughs> high school. No, so we, so my school, my not juniors, high school, high school. Well, high school because we were underfunded so badly that we only had blackboards, really old. So we even had the blackboards which you could revolve around. Yeah. But then no, no, we had those in. We had them at the beginning, and then they changed. And them they changed them. Yeah, yeah. But in sixth form, when I went to the posh rich school. We had the whiteboards Electronic white ones, they were amazing. And they were amazing. Well, actually not electronic, but the, you know, the teachers were so rich, they could afford multicoloured pens. Yes. So you'd come into the board and it looked like a bloody, like, you know, a piece of... It looked like, yeah, like a rainbow. Nation- it was like some Pride Month. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. You, it was like you're in the National Gallery or something and looking at Monet because oh. everything was beautifully written out and laid out oh, and they would be I like, you know, that. make sure you write it all down. And then they would only wipe the board, oh, you know, oh, education. But school, anyway, we, we digress. We so Captain Sandy is that, is that teacher. She is that teacher that you just wanted to impress and want to please and I think that's a kind I mean I think it depends on what your preferred management style is yeah I like someone like that that's more empowering through kind of um, reinforcement and showing their contribution dominant top exactly (laughs) and she's just a powerful woman I I just respect especially in that industry because she talks about how difficult it is for Mm. her through her journey of trying to prove herself in like a male dominated world and I think that's also the case for a lot of the people that worked on the deck so correct Malia mentioned like you know being a bosun in like a male dominated environment it's not actually some of the characters on recencies you'll see they are still afraid of coming out to the people that work on the deck because they've been given like some horrible abuse from yeah. like some of their captains even. Mm-hmm. So I think she just stands for something which we need to see more of and we will. She's we? definitely a breath of fresh air. It's interesting, isn't it? Because like, you know, below deck is quite, quite very big, glossy and very American, very larger than life. Yeah. And uh, uh, BDM. BDM. <laughs> below deck Mediterranean. It feels more experimental and yes. it feels, there's something much more, I don't, it's edgier, I think. There, there is yeah. definitely an edgy and it feels more European in its flavour. Which is why it's better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So moving on, so why is Hannah allowed to keep her job when she is such a toxic cow? Oh, I, I didn't know the, how you felt about it because I was meaning to ask you because I, mm. I, I feel like oh, it's two things. Mm. 
there's is it possible to do the job that you're doing as a chief stew mm-hmm. and be really likable i mean i think you can be but yes. i think to be to be really likable i think it's probably challenging and the other part is i think they intentionally pick and cast someone for that role that is going to trigger people because ultimately if you i mean the later season you'll see the chief stew is you know very you know amicable mm-hmm. and there's less drama around her yeah so i think it's she was cast for that. Yeah. She was obviously cast for her drama. I think it's this in the sense that, like, you know, if I was going on a cruise, which I will do one day. When you're cruising, you, know, you said. Cruise, when I'm cruising as well. Exactly. When I'm cruising, I want the <laughs> I, want, I want the chief stew to give me a proper servicing, if you know what I mean. But I just mean... You I, the I, stew. <laughs> but I've been, like, in really posh places before. And, like, you'll get someone like a Hannah mm. who just doesn't... Who clearly expects all the benefits. So, you know, yes. when it comes to tips and, you know, being praised and being told, oh, you've done a fantastic job, but isn't willing to put the work in. Yeah. Like, so there was this whole thing about her not teaching do you remember Lara um, in the <gasps> season five? Lara the Italian no 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 oh yeah so Lara, yeah, so Lara the Italian. who was the girl who got her finger caught in the door and was banging that hot South African model Robert what was his name again the one who looks like Angelina Jolie like whenever she wore a bikini oh. everyone was just like oh my god you're so hot not the one but she, do you know the one with the uh, she had green eyes oh god what was her blonde name blonde hair brunette she was really sexy i can't oh wait a minute the really just in season five. Oh my god her name has just slipped out of my mind because i was thinking uh, of lara but then she replaced lara i can't remember her but uh, she was oh she's absolutely stunning i will try and remember her name at some point but she um didn't know how to do laundry was it jess no 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 jess yeah it was jess oh, it was jess? jess yeah it was jess so then it was yeah jess bugsy and uh, who was the third person they got in? Oh, I can't remember. My mind is all scrambled. Mm. But essentially, she didn't... Remember Captain Sandy kept saying, the laundrette looks awful. Oh, and yes, then she I kept do on saying, remember And, and then, like, Hannah wouldn't train her up. Hannah would just be... And, and of course, we've got, we've got to come to this. June, June, Hannah. Hannah. Oh. <laughs> Which is now our cosign. <laughs> Whenever I come... We're, every voice note starts with... June, June, Hannah. <laughs> oh, it's epic. It's just like, when we know. It, you know what's so epic about that moment? Mm. Hannah was trying to throw Hannah under the bus. She, she, under she, the bus. she was so close to her that she could have just heard her without even using the mic. Yeah. She purposely whispered it into the mic like, June, June, Hannah. <laughs> I was like, you know she could have heard you. You don't want her to pick it up. Because exactly. you want to make an example of her. That, and that's what I mean. It was that kind of thing. Like I, I worked with someone like that recently who was just more involved in like the minute, you know, doing stuff yeah. like that than actually doing their job. And if they'd just done their job and got on with it. So when like Captain Sandy used to say to Hannah, is yachting her passion? No, it isn't. No. Um, she was absolutely spot on. Like, you know, she would say like, you know, um, the table, like, you know, she wanted the table like all set up and she wanted, you know, that because like Bugsy couldn't do enough for you. If you were like bend over Bugsy, she's like ready to. But that, I mean, that's what you want on that. Luck. You know, if I paid 50 grand or something to charter a yacht, Everyone needs to do what I say because, like, you know, that's the nature of the job. Like, you, at the end of it, you get a really big tip. And <laughs> I just had a flashback of, you know, with Bugsy. Yeah. When, because um, she's very good at table decals, isn't yeah. she? And then Hannah gets so annoyed with her. And she was like, oh, I think Bugsy's wearing a table decor on, as yeah. an outfit. <laughs> I was like, I did think that when I saw the outfit, I was like, you know what? You're definitely going to get rinsed for that. And she did because she's one of those girls that you, you, you know, the ones that just overdo it a little bit. With, with the, I mean, you know what? The cut, I like it. It's, it's, it is like table decor, but she was wearing it. Do you know what? Bugsy is hen party energy. <laughs> she's the organizer. She's the one who sets up the WhatsApp group, collects the contributions, <laughs> makes sure that everyone pays for it. And then she makes sure everyone knows afterwards that she didn't expect it, but she wants everyone to recognize how much she did. <laughs> 
And then, like, you know, when the stripper starts waving his willy in her face, she's like, no, 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 she's not about that life. She'll just, like, make sure everyone's drinks, you know. She'll be like, oh, the Prosecco's not chilled. I'm going to go complain about it. I mean, but I did like Bugsy in the sense that she... She's reliable. Exactly. And she created a lot of reassurance and, you know, she trained um, Jess up and then suddenly... Yeah the laundry wasn't a problem. And no. even Captain Sandy pointed she out, she it. said that, she said, you just needed to be shown the system. Once you knew the system, it was easy. Yeah. So Han- the fact that Hannah wouldn't do those things and take she that time, care. she'd just be like, oh, I saw your CV. And also the way she was, I I also got this kind of, and you know, I you, I do say this about a lot of people and you'll probably be like, oh, he always says this, but no. I do find her very passive aggressive and I do find her a bit racist as well in the sense oh. that I always found that when she was dealing with someone who was not white. So yeah. even, so Lara, for example, Italian, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm in t- sketchy territory here. Yeah. But I mean, in the sense that she would have a certain way about her with certain people and not with others. Yeah. And that used to really get on my tits because I was just like, you could see that you just don't like this person because... Because you're, you're prejudiced. You're, yeah, you're prejudiced and you're not giving them a chance. And then, the, uh, but by the same token as well, I will also concede, Hannah, uh, so Je- uh, sorry, not Hannah, June, mm. she did not give her a chance whatsoever. There was clear that June was going through something or there was something... Yeah, she lost her father. Had lost she? her father. She was grieving. And also, I think the shock of the camera being on her all the time. Yeah. But that was still kind of, I just feel the way Hannah dealt with that was really bad. It was. Because yeah. she could have trained her up and made her feel better. She's insecure. She doesn't want to do the job mm. anymore in the way that she did. And you've seen the drama kick off in season five, haven't you? Yeah, with, yeah. With um, when Hannah gets... Um... Oh, can we talk about that? Because that is... Do you know, I don't know why the school metaphors are coming in. There's so There's many. So, that was like going so, to detention, like it, the principal's no, office. Do you know what that was? That was Malia as head girl <laughs> crossing <laughs> off a prefect. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, I love it, you know when there's the picture shown and she's like, "You brought drugs on board," and, like, and then she's like, who? "And then she even says like, I, th- I think it's Jess asks her who told Captain Sandy, and even Hannah's like, probably Malia, because <laughs> <laughs> just because she couldn't bunk with her boyfriend. I love that shit. That's just it's true though. I do think Malia when she had that fight with Hannah, she just thought I'm gonna dob her in. Yeah, she just yeah. Well, she knew about the Valium and she's like, and did you uh, do you know because they actually for the first time on E4 showed the reunion <laughs> episode. Did you see? the reunion episode wait a minute did they do one so they did they did it on zoom though you know I did I did I did I did did. and they kept going but the thing is Handa was obviously lying yeah she she had definitely taken the Valium she's like it's not Valium isn't it and it was a lie and then she was like it's prescription and all this kind of stuff I think she just got caught in a lie and she didn't and she showed her she didn't have any integrity but what made me laugh as well is, you know, it was like going to the, you know, the headmaster's office. And then there was the first mate who is now, you know, what's interesting about the show is yeah, where they, pop up they just pop up out of nowhere sometimes. And they're like, he just had his head down. He was looking away. And she's like, and Captain said, it's like, you know, this is a serious matter. You know, I've got HR involved. Or whatever it was. <laughs> I was like, it's like the deputy head, the headmaster, <laughs> deputy head pulled from his important classes. And the first mate is clearly like, I don't want to be on camera, but I have to be here now. And he's just like facing away, head down. And it's funny, isn't it? Because on the show, clearly either they must have said, hmm. we can't have everybody on in the production because it's a safety issue or something. Because hmm. they don't have, like the first officer or the first engineer, they're not, or the first mate, they don't, they're not a part of the cast, no, are they? No, they're absolutely not. They always just, they get introduced of a safety the, issue. Well, I don't know. I think they get introduced at the beginning, but they're probably just because they're dull as fuck. No, so they're, they're not, not going to get any They're tra- really hot sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm so I like how that's defining whether someone's dull or not in my Well, mind. then they must be very useful. They're very, very excited. Yeah. So there was one guy, I can't remember who it was. It was when, uh, I think it must have been in the latest season and someone had 
a cold or something I had to share with another room and they were trying to share with the first mate and I was like I'll share with him so you guys can bug off I'll take that room with him because the only time they pop up as well is like kind of um, so when Rob the South African model do you remember when he was like meant to go Bali with Jess and then he gets offered that cruise to like you have to do a certain amount of hours yes. so they were oh. taking the and then he's like and then suddenly this room I was like no he's like hey yeah I'm going to take the internship and it's <gasps> like that's it because yeah, we talked to the first mate that guy was hot wasn't he I can't remember yeah, like because yeah, I was yeah. more good like you know but that was so funny yeah, oh he my did God. he ended up going with it and then they ended up no he went to Bali he's an idiot so, but then uh, that yeah, relationship was so toxic wasn't it do you remember when uh, oh my god Aisha and she's like oh you oh, guys you're so nice. it'd be like Aisha the great service today oh <laughs> like shut and then when she was with Jack as well and Jack's like yeah I'm gonna fuck her in it <laughs> and she was like oh, she was like oh, remember the boyfriend and the yeah. girls like oh no Oh my, like, oh my god it's like, like it? yeah oh i mean to be fair hmm. i did judge that all the time but then i realized that you know what i think it isn't fake i think she's just trying to be happy because she has been through some shit she's been through so much and do you know what to be honest with you i'd rather have a bugsy asia and yes. um someone like june june june, <laughs> june. Do you know I mean? at least june would stay out the way and not talk to me june and that's exactly so what i want oh bless it. june oh. but anyway so who was your favorite character and why was it colin <laughs> Wally? i didn't remember oh, colin, colin until you re- wrote that you know colin oh colin Wally. he loves a show tune he's from new york he, he's <laughs> close with his parents he is such a good boy he's such a sweetie he's got that permanent tan line on his thighs he had an amazing body he He was was really yeah and oh he was just so but i also really liked alex in season five as well so the thing is i lose memory of so many so alex Alex. was the one who liked bugsy he had a beard he was quite oh he was lovely he was a teddy bear yeah he's really sweet and like bugsy was just kind of like oh i don't and she'd get she was so funny she actually bugsy reminded me of those girls at university like you know who would be clubbing away and then like they'd get drunk one night they'd kiss a boy and then suddenly like latch onto your side because they would like i don't want to kiss anyone else now and then the the next day deny all knowledge and it's like oh girl come on you were eating his tonsils exactly like if we had mobile phones at that time i'd have uploaded that to Girl, stat, honestly. <laughs> but I think Collie Wally was my favorite. Who's been your favorite Colin character? Colin was lovely. Um, other than Rocky, who I think <laughs> is still one of the. But she's original below yeah. deck, isn't mm-hmm. she? Um, I'm trying to remember. But I mean, you know what? I did like Joao, even though he was so annoying because he was like. With in that relationship with that really annoying British girl, I've forgotten her name now. Oh, really dull one. Was it Julia? No, not Julia. Ju- Julia Kate's was in the first one. Ju- oh, I can't remember, but she was so like putting up with so much crap. With was that blonde girl that with Joao was trying to go for. Oh yeah, when he and kept on hitting on all the girls, yeah. it was so out of order. So, and I like what he said to Hannah, "You're thirty years old and you need to go." <laughs> so you go <laughs> suck a bag of tears. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, she was so angry at that girl. She was like, she's like, this is the guy you want to be with. She was like, the the guy that tells me to suck a bag. I mean, he got our blessing after that, and he was better in the next season, wasn't he? He was when he matured and calmed down a bit. He was a liability in so many ways, but I just found I don't know. There was something about him that 
that relationship he had with Captain Sandy was quite nice because they had that kind yeah. of mother son kind of relationship. Yes, definitely. I think that's what the great thing about Captain Sandy was that she was able to forge those relationships yeah. with Malia and with Joao and a mentor she, she wanted everyone to do their best and when they did their best like I like that at the tip salon meeting she'd always be like you did a great job with the laundry or you did a great job with yeah. this. That was really really good. All right, well do you know what we are going to wrap this up. So I'm going to take it to the bridge. Okay, so whether it's the Fab Five or All Crew, All Crew on Below Deck Mediterranean, like all good reality shows, these two titles have been inducted into the TPIM Reality TV Hall of Fame, which means, so Sunny, I'm just going to remind you of the fabulous prizes that are available to them. Have <laughs> you so, got three pounds? Exactly. So there's only two of us. <laughs> there's only two of us. They are still in the running to win the $100,000 tax break, <gasps> yes. a contract with a top streamer other than the one they're currently with. And a digital spread in an elite fashion magazine. Okay, yeah, the podcast is my podcast page. <laughs> exactly, my podcast. Exactly. Um, so yeah, they've st- the fact that they can still like inspire conversation and create change beyond their initial forty-five minutes is just incredible, and that's why we've inducted them into our mm. Hall of Fame. So if you have yet to watch these or you need something to watch, then please do check them out. Anyway, I think it's time to head over to the OnlyFans Lounge, oh, don't you? Clink, 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 clink. There we go. So for the OnlyFans Lounge today, we are going to play Shag, Marry and Kill. Oh, it's That's a good idea. Right. So for Queer Eye, Sunny, okay. who would you shag? I would shag Karamo. Oh, okay. Very yeah. nice. Uh, I don't know why I went, oh. Like, um, because everyone calls him the redundant one, but I like him. Exactly. We are employing him <laughs> permanent position, full contract, all benefits. <laughs> um, and who would you marry? Anthony. Sorry. And who would you kill? <gasps> oh, I'm sorry because then you could replace him and and be the fashion one see see how thoughtful I am I'm your girl you're my girl we're your girls (laughs) that's our first Destiny's Child oh my god that's the only reference we made to Destiny's Child today oh my god that's ridiculous and not even from the writings on the wall oh my god that was their last album Destiny's Fulfilled oh my god oh my goodness can you imagine we almost let an episode slip where we Uh, didn't mention it no 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 next time it's It's, definitely it's the thread that runs through this entire season every single (laughs) episode okay Okay, so tell tell me about yours so for me I would say Shag would also be Karamo yes yeah he's he's a good one I think I'd marry Bobby Oh yeah, good choice. Because he would do all the house, and he's just so lovely and dependable. Get me a discount at Target. It's yeah. just be amazing, honestly. And then I think Kill would be Anthony because he's so good. <gasps> but then he's my husband. But then I okay, that's fine. Then, but I then had, you're I a hoe anyway. You're, my... <laughs> you're a hoe. Just take the settlement and go find that's somebody. Like, else. I'm glad you said that. You can marry somebody. I just think Anthony like needs to step it up a lot more. Like I want to see him. Yeah. Like you know, if you cook a tarragadal or cook some sag <laughs> and some paneer or something, and then I will. He does need to go on a cooking class. Cordula. I just think it's so dull. Like you know, it's, it just put cilantro over everything. No, yeah. no. I'm sorry. It's that's a not coriander. Right, it's coriander, isn't it? It's a coriander. Yeah, it's coriander. It's one. It's the thing. Whatever your mum puts in the cooking, and you it's want coriander. to. Coriander. I love coriander. I live for it. Oh, God. Anyway, 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 so learning so much sh- about you today. Marion Kill <laughs> for Bella Day. So you I'll, start. I'll go first. Okay. So Shag would probably be Alex. Okay. Yeah. Agree. Um, Marry Colly Wally. Oh. And then I would kill or throw overboard Bobby. Blah, you know what? I initially I thought heart, but remember not. I sent you that picture. But then after that, we nope. were just like Over he's it. just gross. Honestly, nope. 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 gross, gross, not gross. It. So who would you shag? Okay, I would probably shag Tom the chef. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> 
locking himself <laughs> in the kitchen cupboard. No, I, like, you know what? No, it's <laughs> very frustrating. The fish is not 12 degrees. This is dreadful. It should be wrapped it's up like, and put in the freezer. <laughs> Malia, I am a chef. This defines me. I don't care about the guests. I don't fucking care. I was like, oh my God, this. <laughs> is there any chef that isn't completely bonkers? Oh, because God. remember when he, it's that chicken goes out and he goes to punch the wall. I'm like, no, it's not that deep. But then I think to my, he was trained by Gordon Ramsay. He's Gordon Ramsay. And you could tell. Wow. <laughs> but it's so funny. Do you remember when he goes down for a nap and he only gets like 18 minutes and he has to, he's like, for fuck's sake, I have to get up. And then Sandy's like, write it on the board. <laughs> So funny, and then when I think Bugsy got went down, and I think the guest wanted one more bit of the um, oh, was it cucumber or something? Like it was that. something, and he was like, "Can we please have one more of the squid or something?" And he was like, "Oh, yes, of course, of course, of course, of course." <laughs> he's so frustrated, but he's just like has to still be polite, but still be really angry. I was like, "It's so British." I loved I it. Love it. I just think he'd probably be quite passionate. That's why I was shagged. Wow, okay. And then... <laughs> well, he always got good reviews for his food, so... <laughs> yeah, sure. And he fed the crew well, apparently. <laughs> I'm sure Maria got fed... No, mm. Malia got fed well. And then... <laughs> Spicy sausage. Kill would 100% have to be Ben. Oh, God, yes. Please. Yes, yes. You kill Bobby, I will kill Ben. Do you know what? We'll hide done. the bodies, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll toss them. We'll let them we'll flow. Toss them. And they'll, exactly. they'll be happy. And we'll record our podcast on the cruise. <laughs> and then my marry. Yeah. Captain Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I totally would. Oh I totally would. Well, I have a massive crush on her. I, don't, I, I hate it. I'm sorry to break this to you on the podcast, but I don't think she'd be interested in you. Oh, damn. Do you remember she oh. mentioned that like, she's a uh, No, I thought she was... Partner. I thought she said she is fluid. No. Oh, she's fluid. Well, maybe I well, just maybe you could ch- Maybe you could change her mind. <laughs> she'd be the only woman. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, do you know, there's one more game we're going to play now. And okay, that's called um, The Podcast Is Mine. No, no. It's mine. We hope you've enjoyed listening to The Podcast Is Mine. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. You can also follow us on all the socials. On Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and YouTube, we are The Podcast Is Mine. And on Twitter, we are Podcast Is Mine. Or you can email us at thepodcastismine at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing, The Podcast Is Mine.